Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Fabulous at 50. I am so happy to be bringing the next guest here for you to tap into the wisdom that this woman has. She is quite incredible. I met her a number of years ago when she was the um, director for eWoman Network for the city that I'm in. Uh, That's Calgary, Alberta. And of course, those of you that are familiar with eWoman Network, it has chapters all over North America. And I was just so taken by this woman's professionalism and her warmth and caring for the tribe that she had created that I was beyond excited when I found out she was also the woman who was helping to organize many other events and trainings and business trainings um, that were happening throughout the city over the next number of years. Now, the reason I have her on today's show is not necessarily because of that role, that is the role she had, but she has transitioned her role. And I really want to touch base with two themes for this conversation. One is about how we can pivot our lives, how we, when we get into our midlife and into the fabulous 50s, especially, we can take a look at ourselves and decide that Maybe there's a bunch of skills that we have that we have not been expressing. And how can we recreate or learn a new way to express those? And the second theme that I want to talk about is I want to tap into this woman's wisdom and knowledge on event planning. Because over this last year, the, the world turning upside down, so many businesses have had to go from live events to online events, just like Fabulous at 50 has. And uh, I promise you that Yvonne has the answers. If you're wanting to know either the behind the scenes, what's going on, or you yourself perhaps run an organization or a business that needs that help. So welcome, Yvonne. I'm so happy that you're on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Joanne. It's so it's such a pleasure to be here. And you almost made me blush with all your, you know, reading uh, accolades. Well, there. and we're gonna go further. <laughs> Fantastic. Now I just want to do our formal introduction here before we get going. Yvonne Bastin developed her ability and positive attitude through her experiences of emigrating to Canada from the Netherlands and 11 years of traveling the globe with her young family. She runs her event management company, and that would be eventmanagement.guru. Yes, there's a .guru, not .com, .guru, which is awesome. That's exactly what you are. Supporting heart-centered coaches during their online events with the logistics and sales. So, wow, like, where do we start with this? I'm, I definitely want to get into your event management, but um, do you mind sharing just a little bit about 
what that was like to emigrate to a new country. Like that's a big step. And you're traveling around the world for 11 years was where did that fall before, after, or in the middle of emigrating? Uh, that was before we officially immigrated to Canada. So I've been in Canada since uh, August of uh, 2000 and uh, okay. became Canadian citizen in 2009 in April. Uh, actually, this, this, week, Congratulations. Like, this week, I'm having my uh, anniversary for that. Wonderful. And, um, yeah. So before that, so when we, uh, when I first met my uh, then husband, uh, he was actually working on rotation out of Angola in a camp situation. And uh, once we decided to get married and we knew we wanted to have children right away, um, he actually asked for a transfer. So we started out uh, in Paris, um, where my oldest son, Freddie, was born. And so that was, um, you know, it was a fabulous time. You know, I loved Paris. I loved, you know, just walking around and sauntering through the streets and, you know, do shopping and everything and just enjoy Paris as Paris is beautiful it's amazing yes yeah and um yeah from there we actually moved for four years to Nigeria we knew that going in uh when we moved to Paris and so we actually kind of you know used that time as well to stay connected as much as we could with um our family back home in the Netherlands because we knew that you know once we moved to Nigeria we couldn't just pop over for Mother's Day or Father's Day or anything like that so So once we were, so then we were for four years in Nigeria, I got pregnant there with my youngest one at one point, just, um, I just moved back, you know, for the last kind of couple of months of my pregnancy, um, and the first few weeks, um, once I delivered him, and then, you know, once he was five weeks old, uh, we moved back. And, um, yeah, and then we were, you know, we had a stint back in the Netherlands for a little bit, and we moved from there to Norway. Um, I was in Norway, I was supposed to be in Norway for a couple of years, but um, after about three and a half months, he came home and he said, you're not gonna like what I have to say, which was basically code for we're moving. And so instead, we moved, uh, we moved back uh, to the Netherlands for another year before we uh, moved to Singapore for two years. And Singapore was actually our, yeah, Singapore was our last stop before immigrating to Canada. So we knew that um, Singapore was also his last posting potentially with the company. Um, He was um, quite a bit older than I was. And so so we knew that uh, Singapore was potentially his last posting. And Mm. so we started to really seriously consider, you know, where we would move once we were done uh, with the Singapore project. And, you know, after some different detours uh, that don't really matter to this conversation, we um, we decided to immigrate to Canada. And so we started the process. I, I, I found somebody online. This was when Internet was actually still fairly new. You know, Google was definitely not a verb yet. Yes. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I started the process and and, you know, like a little over two years later, we uh, our land and immigrant status uh, came through and never look back. I've been here ever since. Wow. So, yeah. And I know, I, I, so I didn't know that whole story of like how many places you had gone. I knew that you love to travel because I've watched your Facebook posts over the na- last few years. And I'm like, where is she now? And, and, mm-hmm. and I loved following it. I actually like it when people share their travel because I'm following what's going on. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know when Ron and I traveled uh, a couple of years ago, we were really good at posting over those couple of weeks, but then I missed a few days and I actually had people message me and go, where are you guys now? We miss your posts. And I'm like, 
Oh, I didn't even know it was like my post where I guess almost like a little travel log. She goes, yeah, I'm living vicariously through you. So that is amazing. And so you really learned a lot of skills with that, especially when you say young, like really young children at the time. And I know they're, they're young men now, right? Yeah. Yeah. My oldest one will be 32 this year. My youngest one will be 30. So that's true. They're even past the young man. You say young man, you think of a 20 year old. That's exciting. Now let's, let's step into, I really am curious a bit more about what's gone on in this last year for you. Cause I know you as event planner extraordinaire. And I so appreciate that because I have done obviously a lot of my job and role over the years has been event planning. You know, I was a nurse initially, but if I got on a board of directors or worked with a charity, I was like, Oh, I know how to run an event and raise you some money. But you have truly made this into your business now. Can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, it's actually an interesting story, Joanne, because it was not something that, um, you know, it's funny how sometimes things work out because it wasn't really something that was on my radar as, you know, that is kind of my life's work. This is what I'm meant to be doing on this planet. Um, you know, I have, uh, I have a, you know, different background, of course, like many, I, you know, I traveled the world and everywhere where I traveled, I wasn't really able to have an actual job because the work permit was usually just for my husband. And so, um, but when we, for instance, lived in Singapore, um, soon after we arrived there, um, there was a, one of the moms who um, literally walked up to me and said, So we have a Dutch club here and we have a committee that organizes events for both children and adults. However, just before the summer, um, you know, we decided that we wanted to split that group and and create two separate committees, one that does just adult events and one that just does children events. Could you, you know, would you be interested in chairing the the kids committee? And I, I looked at her and I'm like, you don't know me from Adam, right? Like, where, where does this come you from? You know, I know what it was. You were new blood. Yes, I was. <laughs> know what it's like getting on a committee. You were new blood. Let's go after her right now and make her feel welcome and appreciated. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm sure that was a good chunk of it. And so, but I did feel almost like, you know, there was some, something written on my forehead that I wasn't aware of. And uh, so, you know, I did events there for a couple of years. And even if I look back at, you know, my youth growing up, um, I was born, uh, born and raised Catholic. I did a lot of things for the church. I, I started a, you know, um, like a kids, um, um, child, like a childcare kind of thing for, so for, so if parents wanted to come to church, and they wanted to for a while, you know, when the priest would do his lecture, yeah. uh, which was, you know, like 20 minutes and it's, you know, for kids, super boring at times. So, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, they would park, they would actually pause church for a couple of minutes so parents could drop their kids off at the childcare, which was me. And I would entertain those kids for a while. And, you know, so I did all kinds of things. I was always busy, you know, I was always helping, always wanting yeah. to try and help, right? I was always coming from service. For that reason, when I was four four or five years old, when I was in kindergarten, my teacher actually put me in a corner outside the classroom because I was, you know, helping one of my buddies while she was still explaining probably or in, but my and buddy you, didn't get it. So I was helping. You were probably right? explaining it in a way that he understood. And I yeah. know you to be that because when I've been at events 
And, you know, these are seminars and, and uh, like educational or business, they're development events, you know, like business mm-hmm. development, you have always been so good at if someone's not getting it, like being able to pull them aside and explaining it in the language mm-hmm. that they understand. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I, that's one of, one of my things. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, you know, I, I, uh, I know that I have a background that is, you know, always coming from service and always trying to help and organize and things like that. But it wasn't really obvious to me that that would be in the event world, um, even though I've done, you know, a whole bunch of event stuff over the years, if mm-hmm. I, when I look back. Um, so for years, I was actually working with one of my closest friends, Lanny, for her company. And but then at one point, I started to realize and un- really understand I was working with a coach at the time as well that there was something else out there for me. And it was something for women and something, again, coming from service, doing something to help them, support them. And I wasn't too sure what that was. Initially, I thought that I was more in the coaching, you know, kind of realm. Um, I also ran a mastermind at one point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did all these different things. And it still wasn't quite it. But I was doing, you know, I've been a managing director for E-Women Network. You know, I've, I, I did that um, work for almost nine years. Yeah. And so I had a, you know, I had a lot of experience with, you know, guiding and supporting women and, and you know, help promote them and all those kind of things. And, and of course, you know, organizing events was part of that as well. Um, but then I, um, uh, once I, once I, you know, started to realize that, you know, events was something that I could potentially do, you know, as a company, you know, things really changed for me, because I was already doing work for a company out of Vancouver that had come to Calgary, um, Mm -hmm. that were doing training for, uh, for entrepreneurs, business training. And so I started helping them. That was a back way back when in 2014, that I started with that initially as a volunteer, and then as a paid position. But I had kind of put that aside as something that I did you know, just, I just did that for them. I didn't necessarily do that, you know, isn't that fascinating skill? Yeah. It's fascinating how sometimes it's like, Oh, well, that's what I just do. Yeah. I would just do it as a volunteer anyways. Like that Mm -hmm. is where the magic is. Yeah. I think there's so many women out there that are not even recognizing that that Mm -hmm. is your magic. That is your skill. That is something that, you know, you don't always have to monetize it, but when Mm -hmm. you can, like for you, you wanted to have a business. So I know that this year wasn't the easiest year for you. Can you mm-hmm. like share a little about what went on? Yeah. Because I think there's women listening here that are, might be in the same boat or have felt what you have felt over this year. Well, for sure. Because I, in the fall of 2019, I had really chosen the path of, you know, becoming an event manager and doing it as my, mm-hmm. you know, right. my own company, even though I had done it for years prior Um And, you know, I was really putting the stake in the sand. And then, of course, you know, March hit with COVID. And, you know, it really felt like a rug was pulled from underneath me because I was doing in-person live events. Exactly. Well, I had already hired you to do the Fabulous at 50 Calgary trade show in spring of 2020. We had already had our preliminary meetings and and yeah. I get it. Like Fab at 50 was built completely on in-person events. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, so was, of course for you then, so what did you go through? What happened then? Um, I went through a pity party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I was, I felt I was sad. I was mad. I was, I was basically going through what I, you know, in hindsight, you know, would call probably a grieving process. 
Yeah. Um, because I really felt, you know, like, how, like what, what the heck is going on? Right. Like this is, this is insane. I finally figured out what I wanted to do. I found my lane. I'm in my lane. And now this, like, what am I supposed to do with this and make of this? And so I did have my pity party. And then I was um, on one day in April last year, I was talking to one of my best friends, uh, who's also one of my mentors and, and coaches and via Zoom. And she asked the question, so Yvonne, how are things going? Um, you know, and I, I just, you know, I exploded. I was just oh. ranting. I was, you know, basically telling her that I was done. I was going to throw the towel in the ring. I, you wow. know, everybody could figure out their own events. I just had, you know, <laughs> I was done. like, I, I can't do this. This you is just done. way beyond that I can handle right now. And so she, you know, just let me rant. And, you know, the kind of the funny part in hindsight was because she was just sitting there, stone-faced, Johnny, you know, not, you know, she didn't move a muscle on her face. She was just looking at right. me, just let me say my thing. But because of Beautiful. that, because I didn't get any, you know, feedback or anything, it actually escalated my my angerness and my beingness <laughs> in the moment. So I was just give, letting it rip. And, you know, once I was done... And, you know, I fell silent and she just looked at me and she said, well, Yvonne, that's rather selfish. There's people out there who need you. Wow. Right. That was my wow. come to Jesus moment with her. That was, mm-hmm. but it sounded like also though, you got to have that moment of cathartic. You got to let it out and then go, now that it's all out in front of me, mm-hmm. what's really going on? Yeah. What can I really do with it? And and we do need those moments. And, you know, God bless her for like being able to hold that space for you while you, yeah. you release that, that tension. For sure. And it was a, a it was a pivotal moment for me because everything, yeah. you know, since that moment had changed, you know, like I started to kind of go like, okay, so what can I do? You know, where do I start? Who do I contact? I started to have conversations. I started educating myself. I, I was using Zoom for years, but I never really got, you know, beyond the, you know, just one-on-one or just a small, small group conversation type thing. I never really yeah. had used breakout rooms, you know, all those kind of things, right? So I started educating myself on in the Zoom world, you know, what am I supposed to be doing here? What does that look like? Um, you know, what information do I need to gather in order to, you know, change what I normally was used to doing in person into something that can be done online. And then I started, you know, it was a steep learning curve um, because there are, you know, quite a few things that you have to do and approach differently when it comes, you know, where you go from an in-person event and do that same event online. Um, but once I figured that out with, you know, support of my coaches and and other some other people around me who um, were always willing to help me, you know, I was like, okay, this, this I can do. So once yeah. I started, you know, doing events and, and because the best way to learn as well is, you know, I can hop right in search. There. Yeah. The, you know, till the cows come home, but it's of course best if I'm just in a scenario where I can see how everything plays out and, and how, how does it all work and fit together and, and yeah. what works well and what doesn't work. And, and so, you know, since then I've done a whole bunch of, you know, online events that have worked, you know, like really, really well and people are loving it. And so these now- would be like a, like, you know, either like a conference or an educational presentation, that type of thing, just so people listening to understand, are they, yes. are they ones that are a couple hours long or, or several days no. long? 
multiple days. So I, um, yeah, I work with a lot of um, heart centered coaches who do a multiple day, what we call uh, in the industry an enrollment event. So they have a, um, you know, either a coaching program, a six month or a year long coaching program or a mastermind that they sell during those three days together. So they give, you know, like high end information, lots of teaching going on uh, during the, the days. So it's usually two or three days. Um, and then, um, uh, and then at one point they'll make their offer. So I help them, you know, with high level logistical pieces during the event. I usually work together with a team, um, Mm -hmm. with their team and, um, I can bring in my own team as well if I needed to, but, you know, I usually work with their team and then, um, I help with the sales end uh, of things as well during that whole process. Cause there's a lot that goes involved because I, you know, Mm -hmm. to say I've, I've been on some of these events and they, Mm -hmm. um, depending on the person presenting, they can be very worthwhile because, and I imagine the ones I know the ones you would align with is, I mean, I've been at ones where the whole thing felt like a sales pitch and I'm like, well, this was a waste of my time. The really good ones. And I know the people you align yourself with are the ones where they literally teach some of their best stuff, like, you know, for the, and it's a very reasonable price that you're usually paying to attend. Right. And then it really is so that you get a taste of, do I want to invest in six months. And if you don't, if it's like, well, I learned what I learned for the money I paid and off I go. But quite often it's like, instead of, you know, here, I want to sign someone up for, I want to get a coach for six months. It's a little daunting to go. I've never seen them in action. So I I think these are brilliant. And the logistics though, like I, I have been on one where it's the biggest one I've ever been on. There's like 900 people on this call. And then I know they can range from probably what, like 20 to, as I said, a thousand people. I'm sure the really big guys are doing. Oh, like Tony Robbins has you know, like thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands, because mm-hmm. instead of you're not limited, there's, a, and here's a bonus that I see. Tell me if, uh, if you agree is very often when these were live events, it's like either you got the people, if you're the one putting it on, you have the people in your own city close by driving or people have to fly in. And yes, people, when you get more known, you get thousands of people coming into these events, but it's still limited by the, what you anticipate you're going to get, the size of the venue you've got, you know, it's usually in the hundreds that most of them I went to, but now, now if you get the word out is like, this is giving opportunity, especially to entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. that would be like, well, I don't have the available cash on hand to fly somewhere, but I can get the expertise. And how amazing for you to be in that, you know, not in the background, but an integral part of making mm-hmm. these happen. Yeah, yeah, it's you're totally right, uh, Joanne. Like the the opportunities are so much greater, you know, when you do an online event. And online events, you know, whether people love them or hate them, um, you know, they won't go away. They're um, yeah. it's just you know that's just a fact of life. I follow a company called Sage Events. They do the Tony Robbinses of the world, and and you know yeah. even Sandra Yancey um, from Me Women Up has hired uh, Sage. Okay. And so they are a big um, event management company in the US and they, um, you know, they know their stuff. They've been around for, for quite some time and they really forecasted that some people will try and attempt, you know, doing some hybrid events where you mm-hmm. have a live audience and an online mm-hmm. audience simultaneously. Um, and they say people will come back from that. You know, they might try it a few times, uh, but they, they firmly believe, and I believe I'm actually from the same belief that, um, you know, it's too much to hold the attention. Do one or the other? 
and give the, the, the same amount of attention to both audiences because they're so different, right? They are different. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been for sure. I've seen where they're like, oh, well, we'll just kind of live stream. It's not the same. It's not. So same. two things happen. I find is if you're the live audience, it's a little frustrating having them wait to do all the technicality for the online and the online, the same. Mm-hmm. It's like do one or the other. So yeah. I can see companies in the future offering both going, here's my online event. Here's my in-person event. And there's pros and cons for both, you know, like of course. it's great that you don't have to fly to somewhere, but at the same time, the con is that you didn't get to go and fly and meet the people in person. And mm-hmm. so we all look forward to that. But based on like all of the learning that you've had over the, over the decades, really like incredible, (laughs) like, has it brought you to like, is there a, a belief in you that drives this? Like, you know, what do you believe in? What, what helps keep you going? Um, well, I believe that, uh, that everyone, so this is, this might not be what you think I was going to say. So I believe that every um, buddy has the right to earn great money. And so (laughs) that's fantastic. And that's, you know, like when you do, when you host an event and when you do an enrollment event, your ultimate goal is yes, it's to serve the people that are in front of you, you know, at a high level by giving, you know, some of your best stuff, Uh, to them to implement, you know, take home and implement. um, And you're there to sell your program. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. And, um, you know, that that's, I think that's my biggest belief is that one of most women undercharge uh, and undervalue themselves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm here as well, what I do, you know, what I, for instance, taught in my masterclass yesterday was I was actually talking a fair amount about money and about, you know, making sure that you, you know, that you ask, you know, for what you're worth and, and not to shy away. You know, if, if you, um, you know, if you have doubts that people will never pay, you know, $5,000 for my program or $10,000 for my program, then you need to, you know, really help yourself by working on your money story. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like what I hear is you, you believe it. people deserve to earn and, and this Mm -hmm. could get into a whole different conversation on Mm -hmm. money is just a representation of energy. It's like, you did something for me. This is now representing the exchange and then I'm going to do it. And I was listening to someone yesterday and they were talking about, you know, that flow. And when we really get into that, the money flows in and the money flows out and it's that exchange of energy Mm -hmm. um, that we do better. Yeah, one of the women that uh, that is hugely inspiring by me is Sandra Yancey of mm-hmm. E-Women Network, and she's the yes. owner and founder. And her mission is to have 1 million women earn $1 million because there's still Absolutely. a very, very small percentage of the world. Yeah. Female it's population. Still, what, what was the stat? Yeah, women still are earning, earning like 79 cents to the dollar for men. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. So, and, you know, and, and more women, it's like, what is it? Five times. I don't, don't quote me on that one, but more women start businesses, but then they also fail. Now there's a whole reason on why it's not sure. necessarily that they're not as good business people, but there's a lot of other social economic mm-hmm. pressures. 
So I want to, at this point, thank you for the support you give because you are supporting really heart-centered coaches Mm -hmm. that then go out and support women in all sorts of ways, whether it's Mm -hmm. telling their story, writing a book, you know, coaching on, and uh, you and I have already talked and that, you know, I know that because we've just recreated what Fab at 50 is, and we've done an online community that we have priced very affordable, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not $10,000 at But that is at the come in and be part of our community. Mm -hmm. This is the, um, like, really, it's like $20 a month to be part of the Fab at 50 community and get a weekly call. And then from there, we will be building out some other programs to serve and support, mostly in the health realm and the menopause madness. And I know that I would love to. Yeah, it is. Everyone loves that. It's true. Menopause is completely madness at times. And we want to support because that is one of the biggest transitions. But there's others. There's, you know, I have ideas for, um, you know, something like starting over or Mm -hmm. something along those lines. I'm finding out there's a lot of women in our community that are either recently divorced or they've been divorced for a a long time and and they've been in a stagnation and they want to step out and, um, you know, or widowed and so forth. And so, and, or even for yourself, it was like, okay, well, my career sort of ended what I thought it was going to be. I'm Mm -hmm. starting over. That's a big transition. And, you know, we see a role. So I would love to pre-book you at some point in time to work our one of our big events. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I know. Or even, you know, like uh, coming up with ways of doing our fun, our fab at 50, we'd have the martini party, you know, where we have speakers and we have, um, you know, booths and marketplace, you know, instead of just having it per city, I'm, I think that we should be doing one of these online and uh, I think it'd be lots of fun. So we have lots of creation now that we've got things flowing and we have our new website up. I mean, we have to have the basis, the foundation there, but before we leave, cause I can't believe our time is almost up. Can I know, I know you and I could just keep on talking forever. And, um, but can you share some, it sounded like a tip just a moment ago, but um, like three tips that you want to share, whether they're your life wisdom or practical tips. Um, what do you think women listening could walk away with today knowing from you? Um, if you are, you know, hosting an event, an online event, um, ask for help, you know, yes. don't do it all by yourself. Um, and it's, this is not, you know, like, Oh, come and work with me. I, in the end, you know, like, whatever you do, I just want to, you know, reiterate, just don't do it all by yourself. Um, I've heard so many times from people that, you know, they were on a call and then the host is trying to do everything from dropping links in a chat box and everything. So I did, like I said earlier, I taught my masterclass yesterday and I had an event assistant there who was, you know, welcoming everybody and letting everybody in and, you know, putting links in the Dropbox and watching for the questions and all those kind of things. And so that is, you know, I think that is a a key thing for people that they oftentimes forget. I almost forgot. Uh, (laughs) I I was in the middle of organized. I'm going to interject there. That's that's your tip on if you're running an event, get help. But I'm just going to say on the philosophical side of things, that's across the board for anything. If you're taking on something big, it's not a bad thing to ask for support, you know, to Mm -hmm. get someone so that you are more successful. It doesn't mean you're not capable. It means Mm -hmm. you can shine in your genius. And then you also give a beautiful platform for somebody else to shine in theirs. All right. Number two, 
Something that bubbles up is me in me is love is all you need. Mm-hmm. Right? Like love is everywhere. I'm big on love. I love people. I love love. Um, I was just gonna say I love love. I love that. I know. I've got actually one of my pictures uh, on my website is you know my heart. I have one on our website as well. Yeah. I need to go find your. Yeah. And um, I think last but not least, um, you know, follow your dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something in you. I I had to search for several years to figure out what Yvonne wanted to do when she uh, grew up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's finding your lane can sometimes, you know, be a a little bit of work. (laughs) And sometimes you think you're there and then, you know, something happens or things, you know, they don't go as as planned and you kind of go like, yeah, this is not it. Keep looking. There's something out there that is, you know, that will give you a fulfilling, happy, you know, jazzed life. Like I'm so passionate about what I do. I love working with my people and just, you know, making them look good and make them shine. And, you know, it's, it's what I live for. And so, you know, keep, if you feel like you're not quite in your lane yet, just don't give up, keep looking. It's out there. I love that. And that truly is so in alignment with what we're putting out there for Fab at 50 as well Is like, you know, uh, Diana Bose, who was our, our founding, um, our founder, you know, her favorite saying was, if not now, when, you know, right. like go after it. And I love what you said that it's also, and look for different ways that it can be expressed. You know, maybe we can end on that. That dream is, um, if there's anything I know I learned is that when I was learning to dream again, that gets into a whole nother story, you know, for actually that's coming out. Um, actually came, I, it, it would have just come out actually, uh, where I share, I read, um, a chapter that I wrote and it does talk about at one point in time that I believe I forgot how to dream. Mm-hmm. And so I love yours is that follow the dream or dare to have some dreams, dare to mm-hmm. tap into yourself and go, what, what is within me that has not yet been expressed and is ready to come out now. And I'm so glad that all of your bubbly love and, and, um, you know what, I just, your bubbly, genuine love. I was just going to say that it really is a genuine want. It's not an over the top, you know, sometimes you meet people and it's like, (laughs) okay, they're coming across lovely, but they're just, doesn't feel right. What I know is yours is a genuine, the way I find that you express your love and caring is that you hold space and you are confident. You, you see in others what they don't even see in themselves yet, which is beautiful. And I appreciate you. And I so appreciate you being on today. So thank you. And I look forward to having you on in the future. Okay. For those just listening, because this goes out on, um, you know, podcast land for the audio, but also we are part of the e-woman network podcast network. Sorry, let me say that again. E-woman podcast network as well. And so we're doing the little, where you take your hands and make a heart. Look at, we're making purple ones. We're both in purple today. (laughs) All righty. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And to learn more about Yvonne Bastin, go to eventmanagement.guru. 
And when you get there, you can check out all the different stuff. And she probably has an email or some way of contacting her if you want to learn more. And, and if you get a chance to listen to her masterclass or attend live any of her events, um, I highly recommend it. And all of this information will be in the show notes, whether you are listening to us or getting to watch the behind the scenes on our YouTube channel. And if you're on the YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe. Remember, hit that little subscribe button. And also, um, actually, even if you're just listening on whatever podcast uh, platform you enjoy. So take care, Yvonne, and take care, everyone else, and go out. Actually, do you want to end with what, how you used to end all of our network meetings? I sure can. Dream big, work hard, and love lots. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.